Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we welcome you into our Warriors Weekly Podcast. First one for 2022. It's John Dickinson and Matt Stein. Matt Steiny, good to be with you, my man. Happy New Year. We, we got a lot to talk about with the, the Golden State Warriors and with Steph Curry in particular, it's official, my man. It's it's a slump. Yeah, it's just a matter of kind of where you want to where you want to pinpoint it. Uh, Sixteen games ago, I think, is when he had a, a four for twenty one, and that that's kind of been what a lot of people have deemed the start of it. But you know, I think it I think it's kind of been all season. Um, it wasn't a big deal the first half of the first half of the season because he's had starts like this before, but. Last night's game against Dallas, and you and I were were uh, communicating. Something was wrong last night. Just he didn't, you know. Up until I thought last night, yeah, okay, he was pressing and and missing open shots. But last night, his shot looked different, almost not not all of them, but there were. It was all, and I I can't really explain it. I can't really. Uh, detail exactly what it was, but his shot just didn't. It was like more of a push. It, it sometimes he didn't fully extend. Um, and then, as far as the floor game went, he just seemed to be predetermined where he was going to go. I, I mean, look, I, you and I have seen every game of Curry's career essentially, and I thought it was one of the strangest games I've ever seen him play. He just did not look like Steph Curry. He's looked like Steph Curry this year, just not sh- like he's Steph Curry's having a good year. He's having a he's struggling shooting the ball this year. But other than that, he's been great. But last night it looked like it's the first time he didn't look like Steph Curry. I I thought a couple of things when when you get into this, you always try to figure out, well, what could be the possible reasons why? And and so, and I say that while also continuing to say that I still maintain there's probably going to be a month stretch where he's just unreal because this has happened before, maybe not to this level, but it's happened before during seasons where he's come out of it and come out of it in a big time way. Uh, is he playing through something? Is there some kind, I know he's got the, the the contusion now that that Steve Kerr mentioned last night, what the quad contusion, or, or and and so it, you know, has, has he been playing through something that maybe has gone under the radar or uh, unreported? Uh, is it fatigue from playing more minutes? 
Is it just he's getting a little bit older? Like, like how do you how do you parse out those things? I, I thought as far as last night's game goes, just to, to bring it back to that point, he seemed a little indecisive at yeah. times. At, like, do I want to attack the basket because that's what they're given? Do I want to take the three out of rhythm almost for the first time, really? in a long time and and this hasn't happened very frequently at all it almost seems like it's a little bit in his head like yeah like he doesn't know how to get his way out of it uh, rather than yeah. just, just playing your game and shooting your way out of it it's it's almost gone on so long to where it's a thing for him now yeah i don't think there's any doubt about it he, he talked about it a lot after the game against dallas and we'll see if he plays tonight against the pelicans he didn't seem like he was too optimistic yesterday. But uh, one of the things I like about this uh, this podcast is, you, you know, you can really get into something. And what, one of the things that I've always thought, you know, over the last 15 years, or let's say since Curry came into the league and started playing an offensive game that nobody had ever seen before. And I remember five, six, seven years ago, you and I would talk about you know what? You got to guard Steph Curry 28 feet from the basket. You can't let him walk. And over a few years, we were just kind of amazed at how it felt like players still just didn't understand how far he could shoot from the basket, how accurately. And so I do think part of this is just over the last 10 years, over the last whatever, teams have gotten a little bit better defending the three, uh, I feel like. And I think that's one thing that's also kind of happening is I do think his shots have been a hair more difficult um, this year. And I think it's just because at this point in his career, when he's done it for so long, like opposing teams have never played him better defensively than they're playing him now. If for no other reason, than they've now seen him do it for 10 years and it takes maybe it takes a, lo- a while to really, really sink in. So I, I absolutely think that opposing defense is, is part of it. You know, I, I, I think, I mean, who knows what it is, but it might be. What about what about the fact that he looks? I mean, he's added bulk. There's just no doubt about it. Um, everybody's talked about it. Can could that be a factor? Um, what about the fact that he's playing a different? rotation this year you know his minutes are not like they've always been uh so that that could be that could be it here the other thing is if it if it is true that he's having his best defensive year okay if that's true and i'm not saying it isn't well the only way you have your best defensive year is if you're expending more effort and energy that's the only way you could become a better player defensively right at 33 for Steph Curry he's got to be putting more effort into it well then that's going to take the toll on the offensive end so who knows but there's there's it's probably one of those things where there's a dozen different kind of reasons for it well there, there's two areas where he's going to get help I think here in the very near future and they're both tied to Clay Thompson coming back and and the Warriors last night and, and I, I thought it was curious as we record this in between the Dallas game and the New Orleans game, I thought it was curious that Otto Porter sat out the Dallas game. I know they were going to pick one of the two, but I think – so he sits out the Dallas game and, and, and 
Curry struggles and the whole team really struggles shooting the basketball. And so it's interesting because last night was a night where they could have used another shooter on the floor. Like if, if Otto Porter's on the court last night and makes a couple of threes, they may wind up with a six or an eight point lead late in the third quarter. And they're able to, to ride that to a win in a game that they wound up kind of, you know, they lost going away and, and Dallas won the game comfortably in the end, but, but maybe it doesn't play out that way. So having that extra shooter, now, as far as Porter goes, it sounds like they're planning on resting some guys against the Pelicans, so they want Porter to be able to play because other guys aren't going to play. So they're playing that game. It, get, it gets caught up. But I'll bring it back to Clay Thompson. They look like a team against the Mavs that needs that, that extra shooter, even if you know, at times they haven't needed it. Their defense has been elite. But I'll give you the other reason where I think it's going to help Steph Curry because it, it goes to the rotation. He's getting back into that or that normal rotation, I think, almost immediately as Clay Thompson comes back, because those two are going to start together. And I, I think he's going to play the whole first quarter and they're going to stagger it where Jordan Poole's in the game and Clay's in the game and Wiggins is in the game. And maybe even James Wiseman at some point when he comes back is in the game when Curry's not in the game. And that's going to allow him to build that rhythm that he would get into where he knew he was going to play the first and third. And the Warriors are going to have the ability to get through those stretches with more talent on the floor when he's resting. Yeah, I think I think that's a definite possibility. And I mean, I'm not sure why he he messed with that rotation, because um, that was the one that that was the one thing that was always a mainstay. But the funny thing is, is people never liked it anyway. You know that, that <laughs> well, they, they like it. They just wanted to come back with eight, nine minutes to go. Ten, eleven. Oh well, actually, let's start. Let's start him in the fourth quarter. Um, but it is, it is. I do think it's noteworthy that he's playing more minutes now than any year since he was twenty-five years old. Yeah, I mean, more minutes and in the rotation that he doesn't like. Like it's, you'd think right. it would be one or the other. Like you'd think if he's playing more minutes. It would be in a more suitable rotation, and I and and I think this is another area. Just to jump in, it, this is another area where the Warriors, I think they think they're they're buying some time by getting them out of the game earlier. But all it does is set them up to want to leave them in the game when it's close, right? The whole fourth quarter. So even even if Steve Kerr, like once he's already in the game, it becomes harder to take him out of the game in the fourth quarter, as opposed to if he's already out of the game at the start of the fourth quarter, then you can you can hold your mud a little bit if you're Steve Kerr. You can play the score, and, and if, if you're still ahead by enough or you're within enough, you can leave him out for an extra minute. So I just – I think the, the old way of doing it is probably the best way of doing it for everybody because now Steve Kerr gets caught in this – how can I take him out? And if I take him out now, then we go down by six. And then I, I like, how long do I, t- it just, but no matter what, back to your point, he ends up playing more because of it when it's designed to play him less. Right. Right. So, you know, I think that, that could very well be, you know, a piece of this. Um, you know, the other thing is, and anytime you bring up like age when it comes to Steph Curry or, you know, could this be the start of, the decline or, you know, he's getting, you know, he's almost, he's going to be 34 in March, you know, and you start talking about Steph's mortality. This, this, he's not going to keep, this isn't how it happens. You know, he's not going to, he's not going to 
he's going to have good games from this point on. He's going to have big games. He's going to have high-scoring games. It's, it, it's not like, you know, all of a sudden this year he's going he's gonna to shoot, you know, like right now. Okay, let's do this right now. He's shooting 42% overall and 38-8 from three. Now, if I had a bet, I would say at the end of the year, both those numbers will have improved. You know what I'm saying? I like I, yeah. 42. Let's say goes to 44.4, and 38.8 goes to 40.9. Well, those are you know those are absolutely positively respectable numbers. But what you'll find is when you put them below last year's numbers you're going to see a drop-off. And the question's going to become, okay, next year what happens? And he'll have great games next year. He'll have eight, you know, he'll have five 40-point games, I'll bet you. But things just, you know, the great games become a little fewer by the year. And the, and the, and the bad shooting games start happening a little more. And that's what's happened this year. The bad shooting games for Steph Curry in, in less than half a year, like those numbers are kind of staggering. Like he's had more bad shooting nights this year than he's had in any one individual entire year of his career. And now you look at this team, they're still 29 and eight. Yeah. Approach the midway point. And, and look, anytime they started off so well, that anytime they lose, Steiny, it's, it's, well, what's wrong with the Warriors or how come they didn't win? And I think what we've seen really since the beginning of December, for the most part, is, and I think you go back to the last game of, of November, they're 18 and two going into that Phoenix game that they lost in Phoenix. So since then, they're, they're what? Uh, at the, they're, they're 11 and six. That, that's, that's just more of a normal, right? Good team record. You know, you're winning two out of three, basically, uh, you know, but you're not necessarily winning nine out of ten for a, for a whole season. So I, I think in the grand scheme of things, everything's fine. But I think that and, and, and what I mean by that is there's two things you look at when you look at, at Curry struggling. Right. It's well, what's it what what has it cost the Warriors? And I, I don't really think it's cost them. Sure, there's games where if he shoots great, they win. But I don't think it's cost him anything to where, like their record, like their record is is damn good. Their record is is, if anything, you could make a case. It's a testament to the other players that they have on this roster that they're capable of winning games without him. And I think that actually bodes well without him shooting that. Well, that bodes well for bigger games later on if they're going to get that kind of production to where they're going to be able to figure out how to win a game here and a game there. Then the playoffs are a different animal. I know that the other question is, you know, does this impact the MVP race and things like that? I, I don't, but I think if, if he doesn't get it turned around quickly, it, it may change in the, in the eyes of some voters. Yeah, and I mean, the one thing, you said it's a testament to Curry's teammates. And in fairness, it's a testament to Curry, too. Yes. Because he goes 5 for 24 last night, and the reality is he's still being guarded 
the same as if he were 15 for 22. So the dynamic hasn't changed in terms of, of the other guys getting the benefit from Steph Curry. It's just he's not making shots. But, you know, I do think that that's another thing I'm going to be looking for is if, you know, at, at, at what point does Steph Curry, if, if there is a point, you know, the league or, or teams say, geez, this guy is just not making shots like he used to. Let's, you know what? Let's try Let's just play him man-to-man tonight. Yeah, not that. this year. Yeah, not okay. this year. So, so my point is, is if, if that doesn't happen, then there's a chance his numbers will, will, won't be great this year. But if that's the case, he's still going to be opening up stuff for everybody else on the floor. So that's kind of what I'm I'm kind of waiting for is I think there may be a time when, you know what, you're like, you know what, maybe Steph, let's take a little focus off him. And then what happens when the minute you start taking a little bit of focus on him, you realize, oh, shoot, he's the same player he was three years ago if we just guard him regularly. The the other part is how do you get him out of this if, if you're the Warriors or how does he work himself out of it? Uh, rest is one thing. Uh, whether it's in-game, giving him a few less minutes, or whether it's giving him a game like potentially this game against the Pelicans that's coming up as as we're getting as we're recording this later later today, we're doing this on Thursday morning. Uh, the other part is, is obviously you know Clay Thompson coming back, but I, I'm also of the theory that sometimes you just have to let him almost just isolate and work his way through it as opposed to running the normal offense. Because when he does typically come out of it, how does it look when he comes out of it usually? It's it's usually at the end of a game where he struggled for a half or a half plus, and maybe the Warriors are down, and then he goes for a 20 or a 25-point quarter or half, and – and all of a sudden he's back and then he gets on a run. Like it typically starts the turn in a game, in a game, frankly, like last night where, and it didn't happen last night, but he would go for 18 and a quarter and they'd come back and they'd win. And then it'd be like, all right, Steph Curry's fine. And then he'd go on a hot streak. How, how does he work his way out of it? I think at times it's more of be a little bit more ball dominant, believe it or not, rather than working in the context of the offense. Yeah, I also think it always helps when they can get out in the open court. Um, and they didn't do much of that last night. But even, even uh, you know, even when I'm closing my eyes and kind of picturing Curry on the high screen and roll um, this, this year, it, it feels like even when he comes off it, there's kind of just two guys in the vicinity. And then it feels like he's a step further out than he really would like to be. And then it feels like when he takes that shot, it's contested just a little better than it's always been. And it, it, it's just those little things I think that can, well, I know that can, that can throw a shot off. So, you know, you, you fe- I felt like last night he was searching like you're talking about. Um, you know, he was looking for reasons to get to the basket. He was looking for reasons to, you know, to at least try to make everybody think he was going to be a big threat from from 25 feet. But then he ended up getting himself into positions he kind of couldn't get out of. Um, 
so yeah, last night I do think he pressed a little bit, but I'm not I'm not against a guy pressing just to get himself going, especially if you know he's a superstar for sure. You know, you don't want Damian Lee doing that, but yeah, Steph Curry for sure. Oh, Clay Thompson coming back. Uh, in, in all likelihood, it's going to be Sunday. Maybe, maybe that gets kicked a, a little bit. And uh, you know, I'll, I'll just throw a wild card at you. Uh, let's say Steph Curry has to miss a a, a, a few games. W- oh. would, you, would you kick the Clay Thompson return down the line at that point? I didn't even think of that, JD. Because um, it crossed my mind. Like, let's say, let's say Steph can't play the Pelicans game and he can probably come back on the road trip opener against Memphis. And that gives him basically six days off if you do that. And then he plays on the road trip. Like, but would those two be tied together? Let's just, I think they're hoping this quad thing, they give him the Pelicans game off. Hasn't been announced yet as we record this, but then that gets him three days. Wow. But I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of that, but you know what? That's very, man, you would talk about a lot of facets. Let's just go through that though. Like on the one hand, I could see Clay being, well, my timetable's not related to Steph's, but on the other hand saying, you know, I want to come back with Steph, but if they stick to that, well, we're going to play him at home. That means he's got to sit four more games because they don't want to bring them back on the road. I mean, maybe it's maybe at that point you, you change that plan and you do bring them back on the road. Because I actually don't think that's a – I mean, it's a big deal. But the, his first home game, whether it's coming after a game in wherever they play, Milwaukee or whoever, it's going to be – there's not going to be any less enthusiasm for Clay's first game at the Chase Center. No doubt. And, and, and look, it's kind of a silly question, but it did among the many things. Like I, I just, I kind well, of, I'm going to bring it up on the show today. I'll tell you that. I, I kind of, well, that's great. I'll always like to help with the content, but I, I do, you know, I, I try to think of everything, even if I immediately will dismiss it or, or if I throw it at you, you'll say, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that, but, but you do try to think of every scenario. And that was one that popped into my head was like, well, what if Steph's got to miss a week? Like would that, because you know, they haven't cleared him yet, all of a sudden maybe Clay's just not ready until until that next home game against the Pistons. But uh, yeah, it's like it's like me thinking that uh, the Raiders and Chargers should agree to tie this weekend. <laughs> you know, the, the Raiders come out. You know, they, they get the kickoff. They go to the twenty-five and they kneel, and uh, they nobody stops the clock, and they punt, and then the Chargers take the ball and they kneel. And uh, they go zero zero, and they both make the playoffs. Brilliant, <laughs> right? Next level, light years. Exactly, light exactly. years. Exactly. Uh, a couple of things here. Uh, I, I you'd ask me a couple of days ago uh, about the All Star voting. Yeah, and uh, there there hadn't been any results. The All Star voting started on Christmas. Well, right here as we started to record this, the first uh, mm. the, the first. Uh, fan returns have come in uh, All right. as far as the all-star voting. Uh, I wanted to relate this to Andrew Wiggins because I was curious where he would be. He's fourth in front court voting. So, And they take three? Three front court players. Yeah, the top three front court players and then the top two guards. And so the top two Western Conference guards are Steph Curry and Luka Doncic. 
Uh, and then the top three Western Conference players, and, and they include centers in front court, uh, LeBron James, uh, Nikola Jokic, and Paul George. Paul George is third. Andrew Wiggins is fourth. Uh, really? Only about, it looks like, oh, 60,000 votes or so behind Paul George at this point. Uh, so does, I mean, and Paul George has obviously been out right, and, and dealing with injury, uh, Draymond Green's fifth. So the Warriors are, the Warrior fans are filling the, filling the ballot box. Uh, Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns, I mean, Carmelo Anthony after that, among four players. So, well, I mean, no, no shade at Wiggins, but you know, Paul George probably won't play in it well he, here's the thing if Paul George gets voted in as a starter to me that hurts Wiggins um because I think Wiggins would get the coach's vote over Paul George this year because Paul George has been should. hurt I think yeah exactly yeah exactly so so but if Paul George gets voted in you know what I'm saying that that's one less spot um Although I'm looking at, I mean, this is a guard-heavy Western Conference. Well, first of all, I didn't even realize Doncic was a backcourt player. That, I mean, I guess that's true, but okay, I, I would have thought he was a frontcourt player. Well, so that helps. Uh, stop me when, because I'm going to run through the top. I'll run through the top seven guards in the West. Okay, you, you tell me. There's one that. that How many do they take? Well, they take the top two for sure. And, and then, I mean, and then it's kind of open-ended. Oh, it that. is. So you could theoretically take, after the starters have been announced, there could be five guards among the seven players that the coaches voted in. I, I believe so. I okay. Believe so. Well, and if there isn't, there needs to be this year. because So here are the guards. Steph Curry, Locke. Right. Luca Locke. Right. John Morant, Locke. Yep. Uh, fourth is actually Clay Thompson. He's the outlier. Shout out Warrior fans. Um, fifth, Devin Booker, lock. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul, lock. Right. Donovan Mitchell, lock. So to me, there's six yep. guards right there. And then it and then it tapers off. Then it's Damian Lillard, who I don't think is an all-star this year. No. It's it's Russell Westbrook. I mean, please. Uh, it's it's Anthony Anthony Edwards is actually the 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 next guy uh, at at number ten. So yeah, I there there are legitimately I think six guards that that should make it. I think there's still enough spots for Wiggins. I think Wiggins is going to make it. Is my point? Like we've debated should he or shouldn't he? I don't see how he's going to get snubbed. Well, first of all. Uh, Big couple big reasons, obviously. Paul George's injury, Kawhi Leonard Leonard's injury. Uh, you know, Zion Williamson not playing probably helps him. And then I'm, I'm forgetting somebody, uh, a forward who's oh Anthony Davis is probably not going to be an All Star this year because he's going to miss too many games. So if that's the case, I do think Wiggins is in. A couple players that I think you know does does DeAndre Ayton make it? That will impact Wiggins. Yeah, Gobert's going to make it. Gobert's Gobert will make, make it. And I, I do think there's a chance that, it, you know, if it, I think you can make a case for Carl Anthony Towns ahead of Wiggins. 
if that's the way you wanted to you wanted to do it. Uh, just because you know, you, you, I could see a coach saying, "Well, Curry and Draymond are in it. Minnesota's having one of their better years. Kind of, let's give Carl Anthony Towns the nod." Well, and, and um, then I'd have to look at how many actual your numbers. Well, here's the other part too. We've talked about Wiggins, but what about Draymond? I mean, shouldn't Draymond be an All Star? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I think he's a lock. Okay. Yeah. I'm putting Draymond Green as a lock. Okay. Yeah. And I wasn't sure because I would think he would have to be even over Wiggins at this point. At, at this point. Definitely. I think. I mean, when you look at the deep, I mean, he's been. Is he the defensive player of the year this year? I think he probably is, right? Who? Draymond. He's up there. Yeah. I I I mean, yes. He's in the top three, like like for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's back at a level that we haven't seen in three, three or four years. Mm-hmm. So uh it, so I think he's there. So yeah, I mean, was there something else just in the final minute or two here? Was there something else as far as the the voting goes? Because I do have the top. 10 in both conferences was there something you wanted me to explore just while i've got it no i'm just trying to think of if we've forgotten anybody that that could be like an like an outlier um yeah I'm, I mean, I'm mostly like the san antonio spurs don't have an all-star i mean dejounte murray's had a nice he's had a nice i mean he's he's probably not but he's had a nice, right He's had a nice right. half. I mean, to me, to me, it could be, you know, the Jazz, Gobert and Mitchell, Nuggets will get Jokic. Let's just say the Timberwolves get Carl Anthony Towns. You know, Lillard's going to be an interesting one. I don't see how he makes it unless he gets voted in. What about Shea Gilgis Alexander? I mean, they, they stink. Yeah, I, can't, I can't reward the Thunder. Gotcha. I don't, he, I don't think he's been great enough. I think he's a terrific player. I don't think he's been great enough to where I'm giving him a spot for how poor they are as a, overall as a team. Yeah, but I, I do think Wiggins has a shot this year. That's for that's for sure. Yeah, I think I think Wiggins is getting in. I think Draymond for sure, and just the the layout of of everything is is pretty favorable. I think for for uh, the Warriors having a having a, a contingent man having a having a pretty decent contingent, including hey, does Steve Kerr is he? He's going to end up coaching this bad boy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he doesn't want to either. I'm sure he doesn't want to. So. Yeah, he, are they going to tank? Are, are they going to tank uh, to, to allow somebody else to go? I think that's going to be important. All right, that'll do it. Uh, our Warriors Weekly Podcast in the books. Uh, for Matt Steinmetz, I'm John Dickinson. We'll talk to you next week. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 